Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How am I managing it all and staying chill this back-to-school season? With Ollie Gummies. They're deliciously delightful supplements like laser focus, goodbye stress, and blackberries in sleep. Make it easier for me to find balance amidst all the calendar chaos. Head to OLLY.com to try for yourself. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside, as always, Ryan Frederick. And uh, first off, I want to thank you all for listening and for uh, make sure you subscribe to whatever uh, you're listening to this on, whether it be, you know, Apple Music or Spotify, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you found us. Uh, so, uh, subscribe and also leave a, uh, a nice five-star review. It really helps out the network and uh, raises our profile and helps keep this thing going. And uh, if you haven't already, also consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. We've got all kinds of uh, stuff, and mostly pro wrestling, but there's some boxing, some MMA. Uh, we've even got some written uh, stuff that we've recently started doing, and uh, you know, maybe more to come. So, um, you know, and that just comes in your email if you subscribe to the Patreon. So, uh, it's a bunch of cool stuff. But uh, Ryan, uh, this could be a short show. We had a we had a uh, fight night from the Apex that we're going to look back on, and not nothing else that happened this past weekend, and nothing going on this coming weekend with it being. Uh, christmas uh in in uh north america well everywhere um there's uh you know there's some there's some stuff next week but uh, nothing nothing at all really in the next like, <laughs> not not much next week either so no no i mean you got the bellator horizon show and cage yeah. warriors and then yeah, we've we've pretty much hit the equivalent of a ufc off season if there ever is one <laughs> pretty much and it's funny the way they worded it on the broadcast they're like they said oh as as we do every year you know we're, we'll be off we'll be taking our annual hiatus or something like i think is how you put it yeah i don't know how they put it. maybe they said vacation or something something like yeah it was brendan uh at the end of the broadcast yeah. did you did you stick around <laughs> till the very end of the show on yes i uh, did yeah, that was pretty cool, eh? The the yeah, the, the thing the, they did at the end with the, the highlights little, and everything. highlights highlights from the year and year yeah. and all that, you know. Brandon Fitzgerald basically saying, "All right, it's ESPN Bowl season. See you when that's over with." Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and that's pretty much it. Like <laughs> that's what I it is. Yeah, <laughs> the next game is after the championship, I believe. Yeah, the next um, UFC is not till yeah the fourteenth. You know, right? And the, I think the championship is when the week college before. is over. Yeah, yeah, so the ninth. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's the ninth because it's usually the Monday, second Monday of of yeah. January. So yeah, they return yeah. on a tough on a tough day, head to head with the first two games of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's not like before where you know they, they, those would play into each other like they used to have when they were on Fox. Yeah. Um, they're in direct competition, but uh, you know it's UFC, so they'll get their fans and they got their money anyway, so <laughs> it's all good. 
Um, but yeah, we had a show. It was uh, it was not a bad show. It was you know not the best one of the year. It's certainly nothing close to the worst of the year. Just you know, it was there. Uh, kind of, I'd say almost right in the middle. If if I yeah. was really really <laughs> thinking about it. Um, but the main event was kind of kind of sucked i mean it was i mean it was skillful and you know and and it had its moments and everything but it was a very very close fight uh between jared cannonier and uh and sean strickland and uh you know it's it's funny because depending on who you talk to you know i'm sure some people think that sean strickland got robbed um others you know that know what they're talking about just realize that it's a close fight it could have gone either way but it's very rare that you will see three scorecards where they're all 49-46, but one is the other way. And, I, I mean, I, I thought, like, going in that it could have been 50-45 either way. Like, I didn't think it would be, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it was because depending on what you were looking for, you got it. Um, you know, Strickland seemed like he was more active – for most of the time, but, but, and also had better defense, but Cannoneer was landing the harder shots. And I mean, in the activity, when I say Strickland was more active, it wasn't like significantly more active. It was just like a little bit more active and he did get a takedown in the first round, um, which he didn't really do anything with. And whenever they, I, I don't even remember if they clinched anything, any other time besides that, but you know, it, it seemed like Strickland would kind of gotten, you know, maybe the octagon control, you know, he was kind of leading the way, but Cannoneer was, you know, he, he was after him and it was just, neither guy could really get anything going. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of, it was there. I mean, there's not much else I can say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 511 UFC fights this year. And when not you know, the 511th was probably the absolute closest fight of the year. Yeah. When it comes to, yeah. when it comes to like, trying to figure out who who won and uh you know you got to go back to the three d's damage dominance duration or as as i call it now damage slash impact and i yeah. think cannoneer very clearly was was the benefactor of all all three throughout i thought i thought this fight uh you know it was super close yes yeah i thought one rounds one and five were like the only definitive rounds kind of pretty much and uh they were Cannoneer rounds and two, three, four really could have gone either way. Razor thin rounds on both. I think Cannoneer, me, I had it 49 46 for Cannoneer, gave him rounds one, two, four, and five. I thought he did more damage in two and four and three. There really wasn't any damage landed by either. And I thought Strickland, you know, he landed more significant strikes in that round. I thought just being a little bit busier, you know, won him that round. But uh, I mean, but. But, uh, you know, a lot of those shots that Cannoneer was landing, especially like leg kicks, I think leg kicks were really like the biggest yeah. difference yeah. difference in it. And I think people were not realizing and not listening to actually how hard those were hitting, you know, and that's when you factor in the damage slash impact thing, yeah. thing over it. I think a lot of that was more than because Strickland, yeah, he landed more and, you know, he technically landed more significant strikes, but a lot of that was just like short jabs that really weren't doing any, anything to Cannoneer. So, so yeah, super close fight. I'd have to watch it. I haven't watched it a second, second time. I don't really have the, it really didn't feel like a fight that I had a desire to watch for a second time right away right yeah. away and obviously with you know so much going on this time this time of year outside of 
fighting, you know, just, just don't have the time to do, do so. And it's just, but I mean, I thought Cannoneer won the fight. I think majority, I think about every, the vast majority of people thought Cannoneer won the fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Twitter, I'm looking at the, MMA the Twitter discussions. mob didn't, yeah. didn't think, didn't think Cannoneer won, but I think, you know, Strickland's got, got that kind of attitude and personality and says stuff that kind of, kind of feeds into that really sick subsection of MMA yeah. Twitter that they, and they support him. So who knows, but I, you know, I thought Cannoneer did, did everything he needed to do to win the fight there. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's about 65%. And I would say about 75% of the people had it 48, 47, uh, one way or the other, which I mean, just goes to show you how close it was. Um, you know, the majority of the 49, 46 scores went to Cannoneer. There was one person that had 50, 45 for Cannoneer. So just like I said, I, I thought that if a 50, 45 was announced, I thought Strickland would think it was his, but I would think it was Cannoneers. Like, and you could tell the way Strickland was reacting. Like he thought he won all five rounds, I think, um, you know, just based on, you know, volume. But a lot of times, I'm glad you brought up the leg kicks because a lot of times um, people like judges sometimes don't even really factor in, although they've gotten better over the years um, at doing that. But unless like a guy gets, you know, like severely compromised from the leg kicks, they tend to, they tend to look more at the headshots. Um, but I mean, even with the headshots, Cannoneer was doing more damage because Strickland was beat up by the end and Cannoneer barely look like it had a scratch on him so um you know if you looked at it in that sense like if you just kind of you know at the end of the fight say okay who won the fight i think you would say cannoneer like you, you know you just without scoring you know just okay who do you think won that fight and you would say cannoneer because you look at the two guys and you just kind of think back about how it went and everything and and yeah there was a there's a few times when he would nail him with a hard leg kick and strickland would like you know, kind of take a step back and, and, you know, shake it off. And I think one time when he went back to the corner, he was limping a little bit, changed stances a few times. That's usually a pretty good sign that the leg kicks are working. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think as the years have gone by and they've put more emphasis on the damage slash impact part, yeah. part being a big thing. I think that's when the leg kicks have really started factoring in more over the years on that part. Yeah, but it's funny that, you know, like you said, you were getting some hate on Twitter. And then meanwhile, like they didn't I don't think they show. I think I saw I saw your score go up at the end of the second and you had you'd said uh, close round. Strickland takes that one. I've got it. Nineteen. The third. The third. Oh, the third. Yeah. So you had it. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, Strickland or Cannoneer? Cannoneer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and a lot of people had a 29, 28 Strickland after the third. So that's, that's where you would be getting the hate. But as you've said before, you know, and I've been, the, I'm usually the one that gets this, but I wasn't watching live, but I get people, you know, I, they always show my score when I'm like the dissenter because that's what they like to do. So, but in this case, I think they only showed two and, then, and yeah, well, and, and, and yours everything. was one of them. And everything was cannoneer that they were showing showing throughout, which is crazy because everybody, yeah. all the media people that I follow follow on Twitter, which are generally the ones that are on the on the screen, everybody had it for cannoneer. I didn't see a single yeah. media person that I follow that had to fight for Strickland at any point. No, I, the ones I'm looking at, um, you know, there's a guy from Bloody Elbow, uh, three from Sherdog, sure um, MMA Mania, and uh, Combat Press. 
those are the ones that had it for Strickland. But yeah, all the people that yeah I know, like you know Scott Fontana, Drake Riggs, Sean Sheehan, you know Matt, Nick Baldwin, Matt Well, Matthew Wells, yeah, yeah, Matthew Wells, guys. another one, yeah, and uh, yeah, Shaquille Majuri from CBS Sports who shows up every <laughs> once in a while. His scoring sometimes kind of weird. He had it fifty forty five Cannoneer, which again, you know, I'm not I'm a bad kind of, score. Yeah, not no, a bad no, score. no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I would say you know like I I don't have a hard time finding a couple of rounds at Strickland one honestly and and I think yeah. if you watched it back you, you you would find like they you may even find it was closer than you think but I I also think that it was pretty clear that Cannoneer won yeah so uh, I was surprised that they all the scores were 49 46 so that's yeah. the only thing I'll say but um, I mean again in a really close fight I mean you could be 50 45 you know and you'd yeah. just be one guy's just a little bit better um in you know in all five rounds doesn't mean he dominated the fight you know like a 50 45 would sound it just means that uh you know the judges are scoring properly and they and they gave you know the, the round the way they should have so going in um we had said that we had hoped that or we wished that this was like three rounds and the co-main would have been uh five rounds as it turned out i think it might have been better off the way it was in a way because um, the co-main Armand Sarukian, um, you know, won a unanimous decision over Demir Ismagulov, and and this fight wasn't particularly close. Um, it was, you know, Sarukian just kept taking him down and holding him down. The one thing I will say in a fight like that, normally, like you would think about it, you look on it on a paper and say, oh, you know, the, you know, one guy just taking him down and holding him down and keeping him there is going to be like the most boring fight to watch. I didn't find that at all. And I found like when I would watch, when, when they, whenever I would look at the time, like I couldn't believe how, how much time had pa- had passed. And like that, that the fight was just flying by like, you know, and, and, um, and, and like the thing is like, even though Sarukian was taking him down and holding him down, like Ismo Golov never stopped trying to get up and he get up a few times and then Sarukian would just drag him back down again and kind of ragdoll him a bit. But you, you kind of always had the sense that if Ismo Golov could just kind of get in gear, he might actually be able to do something like this was just Sarukian had a great game plan and, and Ismo Golov didn't have an answer for it really. Yeah. Quick spoiler alert. Sarukian oh. is actually one of my three stars on the night because oh. I was just sure. so super impressed with, yeah. with just, I mean, Isma Gulov is him and Sarukian are probably, you know, outside of Makachev, which you can't really put Makachev in this, but those two are probably the two most avoided guys at yep. 155 right now. Like nobody wants to fight either one of them, which is why they ended up having to fight each other, each other, even though they, I think they have the same managers, same manager, and they sometimes train together at America Top Team. Top Team, they talked about how Sarukian didn't get to finish his camp at ATT like he normally does because Ismagulov was there. Was there so? Uh, but uh, Sarukian just perfect game plan, and Ismagulov, I think he, I don't know how many fights he had won in a row, but that's a that was a long win streak. I, I think, think it was, was nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's an impressive. Anytime you beat a guy who has who's on a win streak that long, yeah, and is undefeated in the UFC, like that's a great showing. And Sarukian just he won all three rounds, and his grappling looked absolutely fantastic. He was even really good on the feet. Just, just such a well-rounded fighter, fighter. And you know, I, I think he might fight for a title next year. That's a, you know, that's just you know, well, I maybe, mean, maybe, he, he, maybe he, it's hard to get. It's hard to get title shots, it's, especially when yeah. you have a champ that will only fight twice a year. Twice and especially a year, so. when it's in that division where you got so many big names. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he all, should be he should be fighting an Oliver or Benio Darius next. 
Uh, I'd, I'd love to see him and Dariush. Yeah, that'd be that, great. That, <laughs> yeah. Put that as a as a five round fight at the you know at the apex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or in you know if they go back to um, if they go back to Sa- Saudi Arabia. That'd be a good fight for there. Well, not Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi. Um, Abu Dhabi, yeah. I don't know. Those are two different Arabia. countries. I know. I don't know why I said Abu Dhabi, but <laughs> I, I, or Saudi I know, Arabia. I know. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people say like, oh, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, same thing. It's like, no, those no, are not even two close. different, yeah. two different countries with two different idealisms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of idealisms, uh, our, our friend Amir Al Bazi uh, didn't get a lot of fans in the yeah. last fight so uh but uh oh so, so speaking of your three stars then um i mean you already gave us one but uh who are your other two am i so yeah armin surrogate my second one and i don't usually do this to two two i usually don't give guys who win decisions yeah you know my stars but i'm actually going to a second person who won a decision and that's manel cop i mean oh, yeah. he just looked that aren't that Kimura he had at the end of the first round. I don't know how David Dvorak didn't tap for that. That no, looked just no. disgusting, disgusting. And then Cop just was just blowing him out on the feet in the second round. I thought he could have finished him in the third round if he actually tried, but Cop was just basically kind of showboating and coasting through that third round. But but I've been high on Cop. That's his third straight win. I've I thought he's you know a potential champion. At 125 pounds, and this this was his best showings thus far, and he's got some real real momentum heading into heading into next year, and I think you know he could be right in the title mix by the end of next year. And uh, my third star, I'm gonna go Drew Dober, just because him and yeah. Bobby Green had yeah, one hell of a fight. Like yeah. that fight was just absolutely fantastic, just just beating the shit out of each other. And Bobby Green looked so fantastic through the first two and a half. Two or two and a half rounds, and then Dober just caught him with that left hand, and you don't see Bobby Green get knocked out like that very often. I think the last time, last time he got knocked out was Dustin Poirier way back at UFC 199, and just uh, yeah, just, and the way that they both reacted afterwards, like afterwards, or talking yeah. about how great that fight was to each Bobby other. Green, like three minutes after getting knocked out, was yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 Just like those guys are just, just so Insane. great. So, and Drew Dober, man, he, he might be one of the most underrated fighters at 155. Hell, him and Sarukian next would be great too. So I think, who did he so, call out that was like, uh, everyone uh, was like shocked that, you know, because nobody called that person out. I can't remember God who it was. It. I can't yeah, remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Because I think I actually didn't even hear it, to be honest. I remember them saying, oh, nobody calls that person out. And then I was like, I should have just rewound it to listen. But yeah, let me try to find out real quick. Yeah. While you're good. But let me try were, to find out while you go through. Yeah, those were good first. picks, though. I would have picked Drew Dober if you didn't. So uh, I will say that I would have picked Amir Albazi um, for his fight performance, but um, I can't after his post fight promo. Um, I'm disqualifying him. Uh, from getting my third uh, thing. So you went with somebody that got a decision and I'm actually going to pick two. And I guess you did too uh, with uh, Armand, but uh, Renat uh, Fakradinov and Brian Battle, like uh, this was like, uh, if you missed the prelims, this was like a kind of a more dominant version of the Sarukian Ismagulov fight where he was just taking him down, like, you know, but doing more damage. And, uh, you know, he even got a couple 30-25s, which you never see. Honestly, this could have been 30-24. But Brian Battle just wouldn't give up, and he was, like, going for submissions and, um, you know, and just, like, I think Brian Battle actually learned a lot in this fight, and he's actually going to be a better fighter coming out of it. 
but Renat schooled him, and uh, and he's he's going to have some big fights coming up after this because uh, he's he looks like a killer at at one seventy. Um, my other uh, decision guy is going to be another welterweight, uh, Matt Semmelsberger and Jake Matthews. Matt rocked Jake Matthews, and I thought he finished him in the first round. Like Jake Matthews looked like he was out, and then you know the ref just let it kept kept let it let it ugh, let it keep going, and Jake Matthews kind of got his bearings again. But then every time Semmelsberger like tagged him, he he rocked Matthews, and and it was like every round, you know, the first two rounds was like he had like the one moment where he you know rocked him, and and it was enough to win the whole round, and then in the third round he just you know no no question that that he uh well i guess a couple judges gave matthews the third i suppose but mccarthy gave it 30 27 but i just thought really really good performance from matt semelsberger um to to beat a guy like jake matthews nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away like maybe you like the bears but you're hibernating in panthers territory but with nfl sunday ticket your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away specifically the distance from you to your remote control nfl sunday ticket now on youtube and youtube tv go to youtube.com slash presale to get 50 dollars off terms and embargoes apply offer ends 919 no refund subscription auto renews what's up it's kaylee cuoco when it comes to travel we all have a happy place i just went to my happy place i just went to maui and it was truly amazing priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else like up to 60 percent off select hotels in costa rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in cabo go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline and then my third star, as much as it pains me to say, I have to go with Bruce Leroy, who uh, knocked out my boy Juicy J, first round, three minutes and four seconds. Caceres was has was like seemed like he's a five hundred fighter for like the longest time, and he's now like on the best run of his career, where he's won what is it, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of his last seven fights. Um, you know, with uh, you know, like not huge names, but not you know not uh jobbers either like steven peterson chase hooper um sung woo Choi, and now julian arosa like he's another guy that uh you know is probably you know getting pretty close to you know breaking into that top 15 although it's a real tough tough featherweight division um but yeah i uh yeah a lot of guys we could have gone with um you know there's there's a few people that got finishes that i didn't pick you know said said Nurmagomedov and mikhail ola just because I didn't want to say his name, Oleg Kajic. Uh, and then, like I said, Amir Albazi, just because I, I didn't like his post-fight promo. Um, did you figure out who Drew Dober called out? Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Like, I, no reason why not to make that fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Turner's ranked ahead of him now. Yeah. Dober's, Dober's going to be back in the lightweight rankings. You, you know, when they when the official ones come out, I think they're going to... They'll come out by the time you listen. You listen to this, but yeah. he he's been in the top fifteen in mind for a while. Anyway, anyway, but I think Turner's ranked ahead of him, and Turner's one of those guys at one fifty five too that that nobody at the top kind of wants to yeah. fight right now. So yeah, yeah, might as well do it. Um, the um, I uh, my ROI picks didn't do very well uh, on this on this card, but uh, I went and what I did was I put uh, I put a hundred dollars on the Winnipeg Jets and at minus one point five against the Vancouver Canucks, that was paying 
double money. So I all the money I lost in UFC, I made back on the hockey game. So well, that's good. good. For you. <laughs> yeah, just basically broke even, which mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy to break even. Um, okay, take us through the rest of this card. Okay, it started off with a bantamweight fight, Sergey Morozov, unanimous decision over Journey Newsom. Uh, this is this is an okay opener. Uh, Morozov, his grappling in the second and third rounds were the big difference. Newsom had a had a good first round where he was landing more on the feet feet, but yeah, solid solid win for Morozov. Then we had Manel Cop over David Dvorak, as I talked about. 3027, 3027, 29, 28. Then as you talked about, Renat Fakhardinov, uh unanimous decision with Brian Battle, 3025, 3025, 3027. Yeah, Fakhardinov, like like you hate to say it, but he's gonna be one of those guys that it's gonna be hard to hard to find a fight for. Cause I I see a lot of people turning him down, especially after this showing. Granted, Brian Battle came in on like 10 days notice, but still, still that's a that was a hell of a show from Fakhardinov. Now here's a fight. Here's here's a fight where we got to give some props to Rafa Garcia. Uh, he uh, yep. beat Mahasha Ma, Hate, however you say say the name. Yeah, thirty twenty seven across the board. But Garcia, I, uh, he had a huge cut open on the side of his head in the second round. Second round, and it was so bad. The cut was so deep that it cut an artery. In his head. Oh and, uh, yeah, I and, he, about and, this. He, and he still yeah. it was he was a bloody mess through the second, third round. This like, fight it was, was it was just a horror scene scene for for all the blood. Like it was all over both all over both guys. You couldn't get the cut to stop. Cut to stop. It was just bleeding throughout. I know there's a lot of wrestling fans that listen to yeah. this, and this was way bloodier than the Briscoes and FTR. Like this was this was insane. <laughs> Yeah, the only the only difference is this was just one guy bleeding as a one guy, but but they were both more, covered but, but in blood. Was, they yeah. were both covered in Garcia's blood, cut an artery, which is bad. Yeah. Uh, Cub Swanson, who was in Garcia's corner, said that uh, it took the doctors two hours after the fight to stop the bleeding, and that Garcia had lost twenty percent of his blood. During wow. during during this all, yet he went a unanimous decision thirty twenty seven across the board and looked really good in doing so. So, like Garcia, really, really, you know, I got to give him a fourth fourth star after, after yeah. that one. Yeah, no, that's just, that's fair. Just enough. a battle through all of that, all that craziness, and win win all three rounds. All you know, well, actually, all nine rounds on the scorecards, just fantastic. Then you have Bantamweight fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov uh, submitting Saeed Yokub Kakramanov. That was a fun one to do live coverage on. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, submission, oh, yeah. submission second round with a, a ninja choke, as they called it. And then we had Matthew Simmelsberger, unanimous decision over Jake Matthews. That was a really good fight. They cap it off the prelims was Corey McKenna, uh, unanimous decision over Cheyenne Vlismos. Uh, McKenna, just, just her her grappling and her striking was just the difference in that fight. And I thought she won all three rounds in my opinion. Then, uh, onto the main card, Mikhail Oleksajic, just a brutal knockout in the first round of Cody Brundage. So they went down to the mat and just some big shots from Oleksajic on top, finished it. Then you had lightweight fight, Drew Dober, knocking out Bobby Green in the second round. If you, if you watch anything, if you miss this card and you want to watch anything for a few minutes, watch this fight. And then, Cap it off with the next fight, which is Alex Tuceras, uh TKO head kick over Julian Arosa in the first round. That was, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a clean kind of 
It's been probably since Ed, Leon Edwards, since we've seen a clean head kick like that finish the fight. Just a great showing from Caceres. You had Amir Albazi uh, to finish Alessandro Costa in the third round. He looked great. His post-fight comments weren't weren't good, but this is but as far as his performance, it was great. Then you had uh, the two big fights: Armin Sarukian unanimous decision over Demir Ismagulov, thirty twenty-seven across the board. Then Jared Cannonier split decision over Sean Strickland. All right, and of course this was from the Apex, so we have no gate. But the performance bonuses went to obviously Drew Dober and Bobby Green for uh, fight of the night, and uh, only two others: uh, Alex Caceres and uh, Mikhail Olas Shajuk for uh, for performance of the nights for their fifty thousand. So uh, actually, uh, yeah, so um, a rare time when someone got a fifty k bonus but didn't get one of our. Uh, three or four stars. So, but uh, certainly a great performance from uh, Mikhail. We just didn't want to say his name. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have no, so, issues. I have no issues saying it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it. No, I, I'm just kidding. No, I really like. I did feel that the um, those other uh, you know those decision wins. Sometimes decision wins can be impressive, and and they yeah. were in this case. So, especially I, when you're like in in big spots like Saruki and yeah. Kapoor, where it's like rank rank guys trying to get in the title mix, you know, and they have or or of, a guy like Renat who is yeah. you know coming up and fighting a you know a, a rising contender. Brian Battle, that yeah, you know, no, like that's a that was a sneaky, you know, like big fight in you know for two prospects, yeah. um, you know, Battle eight and one, and and Fakradinov 21, 20 and two coming in, and yeah, so uh, you know, that's a fight that you know like that you don't often see. You definitely don't see those kind of fights in boxing, but you do see them in MMA uh, more often, and uh, I always like seeing those and and then seeing if the guys can come back. And I think uh, at the end of that fight, um, they both. I think Battle said, uh, you know, we're going to do this again someday. And Renat's like, yeah, cool. You know, like, um, because I, I really do feel like the next time we see Brian Battle, he's going to be a better fighter because of what happened there. So, um, but we'll see. Um, all right. So uh, we, um, you said, because we don't have anything else to uh, to look at ahead or go back on, but uh, you said you wanted to have some quick discussion on MMA in 2022 and the direction things are heading in 2023. So I actually got something for you. And I don't yeah. know if you... Yeah. And I was kind of basing this on the fact that you were you're going through the year in with Josh Nason over yeah, yeah, on yeah. the observer side. I don't know how how far along y'all have uh, we've done recorded. we've done half. We've done yeah. half. So I, I I think we were gonna do the third one this week, but I think we're doing it next week. And then I'll do the fourth one the following week because then I'm going on holidays. So I have yeah. to get it all in before January tenth. Yeah. Um but uh I have a I will plug that uh you know at the end of this, but um, I have a question for you. Uh, I don't know okay. if you've seen this. Have you seen the betting odds for who will hold UFC titles in each division by the end of 2023? I have not. If you okay. have a link, send it to me. I will. I will. But um, but when uh, – and this is actual betting odds, but I don't want you to look it up right now because I want to ask you. Okay. Um, who – there are three fighters that are favored, like money line favorites. So you're getting negative money to bet yeah. on them. Uh that are favored to hold their titles at the end of 2023. Who do you think they are? 
Uh, are you talking about three champions right now who are three people that have titles right now that are favored? The only three fighters that are favored to hold their titles by the end of the year. Now that's not to say they aren't the betting favorites, but you're actually like in one case, one of the fighters is minus two fifty, So you're betting $250 to win a hundred. Okay. Um, and, and this is across every division, across every division, uh, I would two say, men and one woman. I'll say that. Okay. I was about to, I was about to say it's the three women, but, uh, I would say one of them's Valentina Shevchenko. Nope. No. Wow. Yeah, she's plus one fifteen. So if you think Shevchenko's going to keep the title, put some money on it. Uh, Talia Santos is actually plus two fifty. Uh, um, so. so, so I guess that would be Whaley, maybe. Yeah, Whaley's one. Uh, so who okay. are the two guys? Uh, is Volkanovski one of them? Volkanovski's one. Okay. And. Uh, don't think it's Naganu because I think John Jones would be the favorite there. Naganu is actually the favorite, but he but is. It's, it's but it's not. It's uh, you're getting plus money. You're getting plus. Oh, money you get plus money. Okay, but yeah. This is minus. Uh, yeah. Is it Ma- Makachev? It is Makachev. Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually the biggest favorite at minus one seventy five. And the next betting favorite is like Alexander Volkanovsky at plus five hundred. So wow. that that one is a big one. Now there is one fighter that is not currently a champion, uh, other than you know in the light heavyweight division, which is technically vacant. One fighter that's not currently a champion that's favored to be the champion at the end of the year. And who do you think that is? Kamara Usman. That is correct at plus two hundred. Yeah. yeah, and the next best one, I believe, I'm just double checking. Uh, there are a bunch of fighters at plus two fifty. Usman's two hundred. Two fifty is Talia Santos. Uh, Kamzat. What's Adesanya? Adesanya is uh, oh, he's also plus two hundred. So he's yeah. the same as Usman, actually. Yeah, because those were the yeah. two that I was. Yeah, I was thinking, and I thought maybe Usman would have yeah. better odds. Jones is plus two fifty. Uh, and, uh, do, 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 do. and yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, there, and there's a bunch at like 300, 350. So yeah, I'll send you this link and you can have a look at it. Um, but, uh, other than that, like what, what were you, would you kind of have in mind as, as this, you know, as far as this subject? Well, I think, uh, next year, 2023, as I talked about is a big year for UFC, the UFC and the ESPN relationship. Oh yeah. I heard they, I heard they, uh, they already signed a deal. <laughs> no, I mean John O'Ran was doing his I know. his prediction thing, prediction thing as he does as he does every year, and he always does like TV deals. Like he was, yeah, you know he you know there's a deals coming up, and UFC's ends in 2025. I don't know that they're going to be starting negotiating next year. He he predicted they would would be starting negotiating probably the end of the year. I would think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said he was saying after Super Bowl. I would think middle of the year. Yeah. Because yeah, the thing that, about that's the UFC, early. That well, early. the thing about it is UFC. They're trying to sell not only their their you know, their linear rights with the fight night shows. They're also trying to sell the pay per view rights. So you kind of when it, whenever it's coming down to both, like you kind of got to get negotiating negotiating early, especially as they're gonna they're gonna be a hot property. Like like I think they're gonna get. I honestly think they're gonna get close to a billion dollars combined for both. So I think ESPN would probably want think, to lock that up earlier than later yeah, because and I think, you're, and I think I think they will resign with ESPN. Yeah, well, I think that on the ESPN side, they would want to get get it in early 
before UFC starts picking up momentum with the pay-per-views. Yeah. And so that's where if the Super Bowl thing comes in, like if ESPN comes and offers them like, you know, like doubling what they're getting now, for instance, like ESP or USV might say, okay, yeah, we'll take that as opposed to waiting till the end of the year when the price could go up. If, you know, they have another big year where they do, you know, like an average, like 500,000 buys a show. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they, they want triple what they're getting now. And, I, um, and I'll get into something, uh, something about this coming up here on a subject we're going to talk about here in a bit, here in a bit. But I do think like ESPN is kind of leaning on UFC to have a better year this year. We'll put oh, you, yeah. But do that way. Are you now when you say a billion, do you mean annually? <laughs> uh, billion a year. Yeah. Yeah, between pay per view and uh, and and thing, and they're getting. Like, I think they'll get close. I think they'll get. I think they'll get uh, eight hundred. I mean, because they're already at. They're getting like, like five thirty or something, right? Yeah, now, right? yeah, something like that. They're getting close to six hundred, hundred by the end of the deal. End of the deal, and you have to, and they're going. They're going to go up. Like yeah, you know yeah. the the sports rights fees for these big properties: NFL, NBA, UFC, NASCAR. They're still going to go up. Any chance? Uh, any chance Disney just tries to buy them? Uh, they had the chance. I don't yeah. think Endeavor's looking to sell because the, the company's the company's worth too much money, and especially if they get if they get a deal where they're making a billion dollars a year, well, that's year what I mean. on their on their broadcasting, like the, like it's insane. Like like well, that I mean, if they're if they're getting a billion a year, I mean, you know, all of a sudden you're probably looking at twenty billion dollars. Yeah, to, to buy the company. Yeah, probably is. At, at that point, it, at that point, it's just too much. It's too much to. Yeah, to buy but then out. I mean, if they were offered twenty billion, <laughs> maybe they take it. I mean, <laughs> they, they paid four. Uh, you know, I like, mean, I, I think they could sell right now for ten. Yeah, and ten might ten's a bargain. Yeah, at this point, if they're going to get a billion a year, and they're probably going to sign like an eight-year deal, um, if they can. Yeah, so, um, you know, six, at least five, six, six to seven is what I would yeah. think. Yeah, at least five. And- you, you don't want to sign. You, the thing is, like six is six and seven is probably the sweet spot yeah. on these deals that for everything, for everything because you don't want to, you don't want to sign for too long because you could be leaving money at the table at the end. Yeah, well, and that's the, the thing. And that's where, so ESPN wants probably wants eight, and UFC probably wants five. Yeah, so, so you know maybe settle on six or seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that. Yeah, big year. I'm. You know, we got this. We got. You know, in pro wrestling as well is is going to be. Uh, you know, they're going to be looking. Both companies, uh, WWE and AEW, looking to start negotiating probably in the new year. And and ESPN. You know, they could be a player in in that as well. And some of the companies that are looking at at those. You know, I mean, you could have. You know, TNT could could be interested, especially if they do some sort of a you know a streaming thing or they want to put it on HBO Max or something and. I'm sure Netflix and Amazon will will you know, I'm UFC wants as many bidders as it can get. Yeah, and, and ESPN obviously wants to keep it. So I mean, everybody keeps talking about about oh the sports bubble is going to burst. Like I don't know that it is going to anytime soon because if, when you just look at at yeah. the ratings uh, of these show of these shows, like every week, every day, every week, like. Like anything that's sports related, really, even pro wrestling, like it's so yeah. valuable to to all these. People look at UFC and they and they look at the numbers and they'll see you know like oh seven hundred ninety thousand you know watched a fight night or you know like six hundred thousand watched the the pay per view prelims, but what they don't look at you know and and then they think back to the days when they were doing two million on Spike, but that was a long time ago. And the other thing is their number like they're always in the top five. 
Um, you know, there was a, there was a the show a couple weeks ago with uh, Stephen Thompson and Kevin Hall in the main event. That was number one uh, for the night. It did uh, over a million viewers, I think. Um, the prelims, you know, did like eight hundred thousand. Um, it was you know an yeah. incredible number the for pre- for UFC the prelims for the last pay per view were third on the night, and that was on ESPN two, which yeah. ESPN two never has anything in in the top five except when it's UFC. And the, UFC, but the so. thing is, they don't. That also doesn't count the ESPN plus numbers. Yeah, and I think that. I think a lot of people are watching on ESPN plus. It, it does. It, it does. Yeah, and I think we're gonna eventually like cable is gonna end up turning to where where just about every station, and I'm talking about. Every station, you know, these true TVs and these other yeah. stations are going to have some sort of sport, sport program, sporting program on it eventually. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have to. Yeah, yeah there's going to be it's, your cables are going to be one day. One day is going to be probably 70 percent news and sports. I think, too, that uh, we're probably going to get we're probably not that far away from even seeing ratings for some of these streamers. Like we already see it for uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, w- I mean, you know, ESPN a lot Plus. Of, uh, yeah, on the Amazon Prime, a lot of people thought that NFL was making a mistake going going <laughs> to Amazon and it's doing something like 10, 11 million million yeah. viewers viewers every week. And these not only for, that for but games that are generally not strong at all. No, but not only that, their 18 to 49 numbers are actually higher than yeah. they were on on cable. So the the overall numbers are down. Like the but the 18 to 49, which is the key for the advertisers, uh, that they, they're actually up. So yeah. you know more. I think younger people are more likely to stream than they are to watch on TV. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can yeah, watch on your phone, you can watch on your iPad. You know, you can you know you can watch on demand. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. It's a very. I mean, every year has been interesting, but uh, this is a this is a big one coming. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, and then and then another thing to look at, look into going into next year is, of course, scoring. You know, the the judging yeah. and all that. And uh, I still think we need to keep an eye on this betting scandal situation. I think so too, because um, the all the companies, you know, and, and we can we can throw Bellator, PFL, one into this. Uh, they're all uh, in bed with the gambling companies, yeah. and both the gambling companies and the 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 promoters do not want any kind of irregularities in this betting. Um, so you know, and 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 these companies have you know billions and billions of dollars behind them. These betting companies, like they're richer than the. You know the broadcasters in in a lot of cases, and uh, we'll we'll get into more of this here in a couple of weeks. You yeah, know, when we do our year end awards and our look ahead to twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. It was just figured it was a little. Yeah, no, it's good. This. Yeah. And if you wanna if you wanna hear about all the stories from the first half of the year, uh, head on over to wrestlingobserver.com. I'm doing a series right now with Josh Nice, and we got there's a pro wrestling uh, as well uh, that he's doing with uh, 12 different people. But the MMA is just me and him, and we do it every year, and it's free. So just uh, you know wherever you found this show, uh, just search F4W online or Wrestling Observer, and uh, you'll find uh, the. Uh, um, Josh Nation's Punch Out, and uh, and and you'll see the shows that we did. Uh, I think they've been dropped. They dropped the last two Mondays, so same uh, day before ours uh, does. And yeah, the uh, the one the one that covered April, uh, April to June, we just dropped uh, yesterday. Um, as uh, as you're listening, so um, all right. Our question of the week, uh, kind of in the same vein, but a little more in the cage. 
what is the one fight you hope to see in the UFC in 2023? Um, I mean, there's a lot of them. We talked about I'm, one just just a few minutes. I'm ago. gonna let you answer this first because I okay. kind of got, I kind of um, got, got kind of got a cheating answer for this. Okay. Um, gosh, uh, you know what? It, it, so it, when you say you want to see, is you this like, see, yeah. is it a realistic or is this? Can I can I go out of the box? Any, any fight you hope to see. That's okay. just what you, um, if you, I mean, you don't want to, uh, I want to want you to go too outside of the box. Well, I was like, you know, something like, you know, Ronda Rousey or something like that. But, um, I, you know, and I'd love to see that, but I, I don't think that's what you're going for. Um, I, you know what? I will say a fight I want to see is here's an interesting one that I think would be a really, really intriguing fight. Um, John Jones and Cyril gone. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's a fight I want to see. So, I, I'm sure if I if I had thought about it longer, and I probably should have because you sent me these notes a long time ago. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I was thinking about some of the other stuff before I, I actually didn't think yeah. about this one. Yeah. yeah, I saw this question on on Twitter today, and I okay. answered it on Twitter, Twitter. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Sandu. Is his last name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the one asking it, but uh, I'm gonna give the same answer I gave on there, and it's a cheating answer, but but it's really, really, but it's but it's truthful, it, and it's two people involved in it. John Jones versus anyone, and Conor McGregor versus anyone. It's just time to get these guys back, back, okay, in, back in action. Like I don't like at this point, it's like I don't care who they fight. Just this sport is so much more interesting when they're involved, involved in fighting, and it just feels so much bigger bigger and and really like as great as like as as great as some of the as this year was as far as fighting in events there just seemed to be like a spark almost kind of missing and i think it's just because those guys weren't around ever ever they add just some kind of spark that i mean they're the two biggest stars you know the promotion has and they just add it, it'd be like watching a whole a whole year of wwe without roman reigns like like yeah. you just kind of you just like there's just something missing missing and like it you know it just felt like there was something missing missing with neither one of those guys fighting again this year so just get these guys back and back and you know kind of you know at this point like like don't care who they fight it's been <laughs> almost three years since our yeah, almost three years since we've seen John Jones. And it's been a year, you know, you know, July will be two years since we last saw McGregor. Just let's get let's get these guys back in. And if you want me if you want me to really realistically answer the question, uh Connor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. <laughs> yeah, that's a good fight. So, so and then, um, and then my cop out answer is always Jones Naganu because I've been talking about Yeah, yeah. Years. I mean yeah. I kind of like am I'm almost like banking that that one's actually happening already, even though it's not been announced. So I, yes. I, I didn't want to even say that one, but I, if I'm honest, I probably want to see that one more than I want to see Jones and, and gone. Um, so I'm looking at some of the replies in the, in that thing. And yeah, someone else, Mikey bats, who I think we both know, he said, John Jones versus anyone. So similar to your answer, uh, so Pereira and uh, Izzy, uh, obviously everybody wants to see I mean, that that's again. That's so, so yeah, Pimblet and Ferguson. I mean, that's a joke. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, that might actually be super interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think Tony wins that still. Maybe. I mean, by them. Oh, Molly <laughs> and Cheeto. Actually, I almost answered that. 
um you know i because I, I do want to see that fight again um there's some other ones here max holloway and arnold allen i think we definitely want to see that um what are some of these other ones newness Shevchenko three yeah. mcgregor chandler somebody said here let me look at some of the quote tweets and see if there's any big names that answered this besides you uh Ilya Tapuri and Patty. Oh god, somebody doesn't like Patty. Um uh, <laughs> and Colby. That's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh that that's a good one. Um Poyageshi too. Yeah, I mean that'll be November in, in MSG. You could pretty much pen pen that one in. Uh John Jones and Francis, obviously. Usman and Comzat. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see that. Um, you know, maybe at a catch weight, but um uh aspinall and gone yeah i mean we could definitely see that yeah uh bo nickel against anyone let's throw that in i mean i definitely want to see bo nickel again um and uh hill blahovich yeah uh orte yeah yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of good things Uh, search them out it's um yeah like brian said chamatkar sandu um and uh and yeah he's got a lot of lot of interesting answers he got a lot of traction off this tweet for yeah. a guy that uh well he's got ninety five thousand followers i guess he's gonna get some traction um i uh but yeah a good question good question and uh thanks to uh Chamakkar for uh putting it. maybe i'll tag him in the uh in the show in the uh when i tweet it out tomorrow um all right and uh so we are we have to talk about and uh ufc 286 london we i talked about this with you last week didn't i asked wasn't that my question of the week when i asked you what do you think will be the main event or am i making this up i could swear i asked you this it may have been but there's been some there's been some stuff happening this week sure yeah okay so there's some rumors going around you know we all expect the we all expected when they announced ufc 286 for london on march 18th that yeah that's edwards usman three you know, everybody is given. There's some rumors that Usman is hurt and he's going to have hand surgery and that he's not going to be able to fight that day. So UFC 286 is still playing Leon Edwards title fight. There's a lot of talk. It's going to be Leon Edwards defending against Jorge Masvidal, which does <laughs> not make sense because Masvidal has lost three fights in a row, three fights in a row. Row. He does not deserve a title shot under any circumstance whatsoever. But going back to what I was talking about with ESPN pay-per-view, there's a lot of pressure this year or for 2023 for UFC to step up the pay-per-view numbers because they were way down this year. Granted, it's impossible to match what they did in 2021. That was just such a ridiculous year. But this this is year four. Twenty twenty two was year four of UFC, UFC on ESPN with pay per view, and it was the worst year out of the four. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of pressure to pick him up. So that's why there's pressure to get John Jones back. There's pressure to get Conor McGregor back. There's pressure to have big buy rate shows. And and honestly, and you know, Masvidal, him and Colby did a bad, didn't do a great number. I can't say. We never got the actual numbers off of it, but I think it was because there's been no numbers. Well, it's below four hundred thousand. We know that it was it was in the three seventy five four hundred yeah. range. I know that much, somewhere in that range. Because it was only one show this year where numbers came out. And, yeah, well, that was a uh, that was what the uh, Oliveira and Gaethje show. I think. Um, yeah, it was it was in the series I just did with Josh? Um, I think it was well, the May show. 
Yeah, that's all of Arrogacy. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was four hundred thousand. Yeah, so, so so yeah, yeah. Colby and Jorge did just under that, which was disappointing. But I think a lot of it too, you know, there's it was a non-title fight. I think title fights make a huge difference. If there's a title on the line in that fight, it make a difference. But uh, yeah, but they still think Masvidal could be a draw and him in a title fight. And of course, there's that history of Edwards and Masvidal. It's back in London at the O2 where they had the infamous. Backstage yeah. fight, backstage fight where Masvidal landed, as he called the three piece in the soda on Edwards. So and those guys have been wanting to chopping at the bit, chopping at the bit. And there's been a couple fighters who kind of let it out, let out that Usman was hurt. You know, Stephen Thompson was one of them, one of them. So that's the rumor. That's the rumor. The rumor is Usman's out, and it's possibly Masvidal. If they don't go with Masvidal, I could be, I could see it being somebody else, but I could see it being possibly Stephen Thompson if he's able to go you know it's just but it's going to be edwards versus somebody because that the whole point of putting that show that show on that day in london and having it be a pay-per-view pay-per-view two weeks after another pay-per-view that's supposed to be a big show headline by john jones you know was for edwards to to fight that is an afternoon show in the u.s by the way yeah so uh oh okay so because i'm it'll be, i'm looking at yeah it's still listed at 10 p.m eastern but yeah um, it's not no the uh the espn schedule if you go to if you go to the us or uh espn's mma section you go to the schedule and you look at 2023 and you look at that card it's scheduled for a 12 o'clock start for the programs okay. so, so you know what um this could end up working out well uh in a way because if if it is mass with all I mean, I think the show's you know still going to do fairly well because Masvidal's a big star, um, and Leon Edwards will be a bigger star if he beats Masvidal going into the rematch with Usman. Yeah. So the, I think there'll be more interest in this fight in the Usman fight if if he if he's coming off a Masvidal win, yeah. and if Masvidal happens to win and they go back to Masvidal Usman again, I mean, you know, Usman's going to be heavily favored, but that'll be a huge fight too. Yeah. So yeah, here's here's the, like I said, this is just rumors. If it yeah, if it's if it's Edwards Usman three gets announced, that means there was nothing to the yeah. Usman hand injury hand injury. But if it's if it's Edwards Masvidal, that means yes, Usman Usman is injured and and that this was a ESPN call, not a not a real more than anything. Yeah. So they're um and they're they're going to have to announce a, a main event. Uh, I mean. It doesn't necessarily have to be soon, but probably before the next show, um, you know, which would be. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think once you, I think once they return, yeah, they need to have main events set for both March pay per view shows. Yeah, like basically they need to have their main events for the first quarter. Yeah, um, you know, all, all for the at, least the pa- at least the at least the pay per view main events. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about one of the shows. Uh, well, actually, I guess we'll do it next. Uh, our our uh, news. Um, and uh, the leading off the news is we, so when ESPN released their schedule, um, we noticed that missing was February fourth, um, and that was supposed to be the um, the South Korea uh, show, but it comes out that it's been postponed. Yeah, there's still a show on February fourth. It's going to be at the Apex now. Oh, of course it is. A headline headline by Derek Lewis against Sergey Spivak. Uh, South Korea return has been. Has been postponed, and the main reason for the postponement is Chan Sung Jung hurt his shoulder again while training, so he was not going to be able to fight on the card. Thus, they were going to have to go with an out-of-market fighter 
headline headline on the South Korea card, which they didn't think it would sell. Would sell, you know, you want the Korean Zombie, especially if it was his retirement fight, you know, headlining that show. So they moved it. That's still planned for. It's still planned for this year. It's just a matter of time. Matter of time. And yeah, you say you you chirp at the apex. It's 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 the fallback option. In these yeah, yeah. I mean, in these situations and and on it when they when they start renovating it and they put the thousand seats in the seats in there and they turn it into the old an old old school Vegas venue. Maybe it'll maybe things will be different. It'll be more a little more lively. We'll see when that time happens. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and, and that, I mean, that is something definitely we can look forward to in, in 2023, hopefully. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is I remember during the pandemic when we would have these shows, and I remember making the comment that I would look at the lineups and try to figure out, oh, this would be a card in, you know, Brazil. This would be a card in, in Denmark or something, you know, based on the fighters that were on the card. And this one, I'm looking at it right now, and it's all Southeast Asian fighters. Yeah. Um, you know, so, the, I mean, it's clearly this was the card that was designed for South Korea. Um, and, uh, but, you know, and hopefully they can time it out so they can go back there later in the year when all these same fighters are, you know, kind of in the cycle to fight again and, and they can get uh, the, um, they can get Korean Zombie on the sh- on the card, and you know, obviously some of these other guys, K- Korean Superboy and Jiun Kim and uh, Tetsu, you know, uh, Lona Lukmanby. I know she's got a big name down there. Jun Young Park, and, you know, some other ones. So, uh, but yeah, so Lewis and Spivak. Uh, hopefully that happens. I know that was originally supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, and Lewis got sick and on the day of the fight, and they couldn't do it. So, hopefully yeah, enough. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it sucks that it's gonna I be. Don't, I don't know that that's you. true, but it's just probably like. <laughs> so it, there's four fights now in the first three months. Four shows in the first three months now at the Apex, right? I think, or no, three, yeah. and then one at the. Um, at well, the, no, there's uh, four. There's four now. The four. Okay. Four now. The the uh, the January fourteenth, and then the three fight night cards in February. Right, and then you've oh, you've got that one. Is it when yeah, is it March. the end of January or the end of March at the um, March eleventh? March eleventh. Uh, yeah, at the um, the week before the, March eleventh at the uh, Virgin Hotel there, the old Hard yeah. Rock. So that'll be the week between the the the, the two London and the UFC and the Vegas shows. Yeah, between the yeah. two pay per view shows. Yeah, and then and then of course March twenty fifth in San Antonio. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, and, uh, so we've got a big fight for the Australia show canceled this week. Uh, yeah. Costa is an idiot. Yeah. Well, it's, it was announced today, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa is off UFC 284. It's not because Paulo Costa is an idiot. They announced the fight because there was at least verbal agreements on both sides. Uh, Costa never signed the bout agreement because it's supposed to be the last fight on his deal. And he wants a new deal. And that's basically as simple as put it, he's not going to sign for another fight until he gets a new UFC contract. It's this we've seen these these situations happen. He doesn't, you know, he wants to secure to secure his oh. future, and they're just not coming to terms to terms on a new deal. I think UFC. I think from what I heard, UFC wants a six fight, and I think Costa only wants like a three or four fight deal because he wants to be able to renegotiate renegotiate you know sooner you know it's He's just uh, i mean it's <laughs> it's it's negotiation time i know so, i know but it yeah, sucks because now yeah, whitaker's no. off the card right like he's yeah whitaker's, no completely, off, whitaker's completely off the card so, yeah, yeah that sucks now so yeah it sucks for the australian fans but uh but yeah this is this is why you get guys locked up to deals before you 
before announce you fights. announce fights. Like, yeah. like obviously, like there's some obviously there was some miscommunication between Costa and his manager because because they at least when they announce this stuff, they've at least had somebody say somebody from the camp say yes, whether it was a coach, a coach or a or a manager. Somebody has said yeah. Somebody has said yes. They don't go in there without no's, but it could be you know the coach or the manager saying yes without the fighter knowing and then when the fighter finds out it's like no i want a new deal before i fight again you know yeah. I, I told you this you know sometimes there's a lot of you know a lot of this stuff is just yeah just just there's just i don't think everybody in a lot of these situations i think it's just everybody's not on the same page so i mean we still got the two title fights for that yeah, show and we got a whole whole whack australian fighters fighting uh on on the card as well get dan so. hooker on the card and he'll be yeah. okay yeah dan hooker and um you know maybe uh yeah i mean there's it's already a pretty full lineup so there, there's yeah you just need that fight put, and, uh, put hooker and moicano on there as a replacement for that and you're fine oh, there you go there you go there you're the booker um actually more, more often than not you are um so Anthony Smith is a backup for UFC 283. That's the Brazil card, right? Yeah, he so, said. I don't know that he's like uh, officially been de- designated by the UFC as a backup. As a backup, he said he's going to help Jamal Hill train for Glover okay. Teixeira, Teixeira. So, so, and he said he's going to fly down to Brazil and act like a backup. I mean, you know, That's, if he yeah. if he's been designated as one or not, I don't know. But he he's claiming he's just going down there to be a backup, whether it's been designated or not, which is a good idea. You mean a good idea just to be, be there in case something happens, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's smart. And uh, yeah. And I mean, it, you know, could be, I mean, some of the, you know, like they're really, I don't know for, I guess it's just like, they're all good fighters, but you know, these names are just getting less and less interesting. <laughs> you know, like to share, obviously everybody wants to see him, but Jamal Hill, I mean, he's a contender. He's got a great record. Yeah, I know you're not the biggest Anthony Smith fan. So. No, I know. I don't mind Anthony Smith, but you like I, him, but he, he reminds you of Baron Corbin. <laughs> well, that too. No, he's, he's way more exciting than Baron Corbin. I just mean his look like, you know, he yeah. just kind of looks like Baron Corbin, but he's a, like, he's, he's a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know, like I, I, you know, I mean, he did. You know, he came very close. You know, he had a good fight with. Did he fight John Jones? Yeah, did, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a good fight with John Jones. And but I mean, it's just like when you see him on the card, it's just like, okay, this is a fight night. <laughs> like this isn't a pay per view. Um, you know, and, yeah. But, if you see him headlining, it's a fight night. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He could yeah. be. He could be a good guy in a, in a third for fight. Third. For yeah. Fight oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he and you know what he's he's got a sneaky good ground game and uh, um, I mean actually probably not that sneaky um, and uh, but yeah he's not much of a stand up fighter he's he's good enough but uh, the honestly the fight I'm really I was kind of hoping that uh, Paul Craig you know and I know he's you know he's lost his last fight and um, not so did uh, Anthony Smith yeah well there you go and he's already on the card you know he's fighting johnny walker so um that uh you know that to me is the one that i think by the time we get to fight night like well i wouldn't say it's the one i'm most looking forward to because that'd be figueredo moreno i saw a a tweet the other day and i don't know i can hardly tell sometimes if these are trolls or what but they basically said like the next four shows and they were including this past weekend um all have a co-main that you would rather see as the main event uh, I don't know if you agree with that, um, but um, that that was what this guy thought. Um, Next four shows, okay. So, yeah. Sarukian over 
Ismagula, Sarukan over Count. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the the for, the show on the fourteenth. Uh, yeah, the co-main events: Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rogmanov. I think that's a better. I think that'd be a better main event than uh, Imavov and Gastelum. And then you got Figueroa and Moreno and yeah. Sharon Hill. I mean, obviously Tashera has to headline that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the co-main's a better fight. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one after that is the February fourth show, but that's not. I mean, it's this Spivak and Lewis. They were probably talking. To, they were talking. They were probably talking about the. I can't see the 284. I mean, Mount Makachev Volkanovski is more exciting than Rodriguez and Emmett, but both are. Both I, can't are really one one I can't remember what the other one was. I can't remember what the other one was that they were talking about, but yeah. they, they had them listed. And maybe it was only three now that I think about it. Like, but yeah. it was, yeah, definitely the ones you mentioned were, were what they talked about. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, was. you can make a solid argument for that, but yeah. yeah. But but I mean, there's reasons. I mean, the yeah, because the, the the Gaslam one. I mean, they're just the bigger names. That's all. Like, well, Gaslam is for sure. He's the biggest yeah. name on that card, so he's got a headline. Um, and uh, you know, and then the the co-main. But then you'd rather see that co-main if it was going to go five. You'd rather see Jeff Neal and Imovov than uh, Gaslam and Jeff Neal. Or, Jeff, or, Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, yeah. Rachmanov is man. That's a. Well, I don't think that's going five rounds anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jeff Neal's really there. good too. Wow. Oh, I'm glad my mic was off there. That was a loud sneeze. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, that's. Oh, and uh, TJ, what's up with him? Okay. Yeah, TJ. He had his shoulder surgery, and surprise, surprise, he's already talking about possibly fighting again, even oh, though he took himself out of USADA. He said he's gonna. He's gonna. I think his exact quote was, "I'm gonna see how outside business treats me before I ultimately decide my MMA future." <laughs> Okay. So he's just saying if if all of his business dealings don't work, he's basically saying if he if he comes in a situation where he needs the money, he's going to come back and fight. Which well, everybody he, everybody was calling his his whole pulling out of USADA. We talked about it last week. Everybody thinks he's pulling the McGregor, you know, saying he's retired so so he can use use all kind of illegal substances to help with his <laughs> shoulder recovery and then come back then come back and fight again. So. Uh, I'm. I pulled up that article I sent he's you. Definitely, for he's the, definitely feeding into those people who who think that. Yeah, I looked up to see if he's in the odds to be the bantamweight champion by the end of 2023, and he's not. Dominic Cruz is 18 to one, and uh, and and TJ's not even in it. So. Since you have it pulled up, what's a uh, what's McGregor? Is he in anything? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, lightweight. Let me find it because it's not. It's not really in order. Uh, I just got to find lightweight. Let's say lightweight. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh, 28. 28 to one. 28 to one. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad bet. Pimblet is 50 to one. By the end of 2023, yeah, you're just flushing. It needs to be 350, 350 to one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but Neil Darius plus 600. I mean, I. I don't think he'll even fight for the title, but he's probably got as good a chance against Makachev as anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oliveira, 18 to one. That's, that's not a bad bet. Mm. They could do a rematch. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some, yeah, some interesting long shots. Here. Bo Mark. Nickel, Bo Nickel, 25 to one. That's not happening. <laughs> I mean, he it's may be the 20, next champion. 2020 you know? by the end of 2024. Yeah. If, if, if those were his odds by the end of 2024, I would make a bet on him today. Yeah, that's not that's not because I could him. I could easily see within two years. Connor is fifty to one to win the welterweight title. 
that's just trying to get money like that's just trying to get irish people to put money down that's all that is he was talking on twitter this weekend about finding middleweight oh yeah i can see what if he's on that rankings oh no i didn't i just went looked at the middleweight he's not on there yeah uh bo nickels 25 to 1 he's the longest underdog yeah there's some uh, i should see if ronda's in here under bantamweight you know what they don't even they're not even doing bantamweight (laughs) oh wait uh yeah, no, there's no bantamweight or featherweight female rankings. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Surprised there's no bantamweight, but I mean, I, I guess the only two you put on there is probably Nunez and Pena. <laughs> I'm su- yeah, I'm really surprised, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, why isn't that on there? That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, in the future. Yeah, no, I'm just double, triple checking. Yeah, it's not there. All right. Uh, yeah, we're clearly stretching for time here, but we're just about done. We have some uh, fight announcements, a few more than we've had the last few weeks. So what are the, yeah. some of the ones you want to highlight? Well, we talked about Lewis and Spivak. Okay. Another fight for the Australian card. Uh, <coughs> UFC 284, Joel Alvarez against Zubera Tukugov. I don't I think that's that lightweight. So uh, then UFC fight night, February 18th, they're going to try again with Ovin St. Preux against Felipe Lenz. We'll see. Uh, UFC fight night, uh, February 25th. Uh, interesting middleweight fight. Andre Muniz against Brendan Allen. Then you also mm. have Andre Feely against Lucas Almeida. Uh, UFC 285 in Vegas. Cody Garbrandt back at Bantamweight against Julio Arce. Uh, a couple of fights for the London card. Uh, big middleweight fight. Marvin Vittori against Roman Dolidze. And uh, Joanne Wood against Luana Carolina. And then for the San Antonio card, uh, Holly Holmes returned against Yana Kuninskaya, who's also returning. That'll be her first fight since giving birth to her and Tiago Santos's child. So wow. those are the interesting ones. So yeah, that's uh, yeah some uh, uh, yeah some real interesting ones there. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything anything to add. I just noticed uh, our boy Anthony Smith that we just talked about eighteen to one. So interesting. If he's going to be the backup, yeah, there's worse ways you can, worse odds out there. I mean, you never know. I think if he got put into that fight, he's probably got a better chance of winning than if he if it was booked now. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think his his best odds are are uh, you know getting in there on short notice and surprising somebody. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then getting injured and not being able to defend the belt for the rest of the year. And hey, you cash your eighteen to one ticket. <laughs> um, all right, so that's gonna that's gonna just about do it. Um, you can check out uh, Ryan's coverage uh, of the man. You know, like it was the. Um, this past this past weekend's observer that just went out. There's a couple of big stories at the beginning, so I didn't get to it this morning. Uh, but you had coverage of the UFC 282 uh, in there, and uh, this coming weekend you'll have coverage of this past week's show, and then you got a few weeks off. Um, and uh, and and for me, and yeah, I would say you know you can check out Ryan's coverage of whatever, but that's not going to be happening for almost a month. Um, but if if you're desperate for MMA content, you can listen to uh, me and Josh Nason break down the year that was in 2022. And uh, that'll be, like I said earlier, on the uh, Wrestling Observer uh, feed on this same, uh, where however you found this one, just type in Wrestling Observer and you'll find that. And then, of course, uh, Jeff Hawkins and I'll be back on the Dynamite show uh, this uh, Wednesday after Dynamite airs. And then I think we're doing a special show, a Boom Goes the Dynamite with Kevin Ely and James McDaniel, where we'll do like our year end awards for AEW. So you can uh, look for that in your podcast feeds over the holiday season. Uh, I think that I think we'll put that on the free feed, maybe even do it on YouTube. So 
Uh, I think that's about it. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. And y'all have a great week. Later.